Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And we do garden here in northern Arizona 12 months out of the year. Uh, There are different seasons to gardening, so different types of plants will show up and different activities that you're doing out in the gardens. Right now, it's getting pretty easy. So it's pruning things up, cleaning the perennials back, deadheading some of the spent flowers that are on things like your yuccas, agaves, uh, the, the Spanish brooms, and those kinds of plants. You can just clean things up. Raking, raking the leaves up. We are still planting, but what you're planting has changed. So right now, the planting crews, we've got two crews, they just run around the countryside putting trees and shrubs in the ground. Um, they're booked out till the end of the year. I mean, they are. They're at least three weeks out right now because uh, it's been so busy. There's so many new homes. Lots of people are. There's not enough evergreen trees. I'm finding in the landscape, and so people are are adding to or accessorizing with more evergreen trees. Lots of spruce. You know, the ones. If uh, I love it, the uh, more tropical folks, Southern California, uh, the deserts, Phoenix and Tucson. They come up. They don't even know the name. They're going that. That, that tree that looks like a Christmas tree. I'm going, oh, you mean Colorado spruce. All of us in the Mountain West know what it is, but, but the desert folks, they, they're new up here, up to, to, to God's country, and they admire the, the evergreens that we have. And so going here, you can plant this now. Let me show you how. And so we've been busy plugging those things in. It is okay to plant. In fact, your evergreens prefer to be planted when they're cool. They don't like to be planted in the heat of summer. It's just, it stresses them out more. They're at more risk when you plant, let's say, in June, and it's 92 degrees out. That You can do it then, and we sell a lot of trees, then, but it's harder on them. Evergreens, they tend to perspire a lot, and, and that new growth in spring is pretty tender. Right now, the new growth has solidified. It's, it's put on extra coatings of wax, more pitch within the, the structure of the tree, and so it's very robust. Uh, spruce and pine, junipers, firs, cedar, cypress, all these evergreen plants, the conifers. Conifers are defined as not necessarily evergreens, although most conifers are evergreen. Some actually do lose their needles, but a conifer will have a needle type of, of leaf to it, not an actual leaf like a maple leaf or a cottonwood or sycamore. They have an actual needle, and that's a conifer. A conifer could be a shrub. Like yews. So yews do exceptionally well. You folks in the Midwest and East Coast, you know what hicks use, spreading use. They're very famous. Here in the mountains of Arizona, though, they don't grow in the sun like they do in those parts of the country. Here they grow more of a, a shade kind of plant. They'll take some sun, but that peak June heat, middle of the day, bright sun at this, at this altitude burns them. And so they, they tend to appreciate more shade, but they're, they're definitely a conifer. They've got a needle, but it's more shrubby. Of course, the most famous of all of the conifers here in the mountains of Arizona are ponderosa pines, pinyon pines. We just got some 
Oh, stunning native pinyon pines. They're glorious. I've never had them so large and so full. I mean, they look tropical, but it's a conifer. Those are conifers. The most iconic Christmas tree type of plant would be the spruces. So there's Colorado spruce, Fat Albert spruce, Hoopsai, Hookerai. There's there's a lot of different varieties. They all sort of have this, this pyramidal shape, so central leader, big swooping branches that come out, and they've got a nice point to them. They scream, decorate me, put some twinkle lights and some bows, and enjoy the holidays. Uh, I'll be out here enjoying the snow. They like the cold. All these conifers, they'll go down to easily minus 20 degrees. I mean, we will never see that kind of cold. The cold does not bother them. They like it. The, the secret when planting a conifer or a, any kind of tree right now is you have to stake it. It seems counterintuitive, but the wind, it's not so much the wind that gets them. It's the snow that's going to come in the next month or two. Through January, February, there can be some heavy snows. And this is tuned in. I mean, you this this show broadcast all over northern Arizona. I mean, Kingman, you see some snow, not a lot, but you do. Cottonwood, uh, the the Verde Valley area, you all see cotton. You see some snow. I mean, it melts fast, but you see it. Of course, Flagstaff, Williams, White Mountains, Prescott, Prescott Valley. We we all see snow. But the reason we live up here is. We see the four seasons, but we don't have to live in it and have the gray skies of like Michigan, Ohio. It just it's gloomy all the time. It's rain Portland or Portland and, and the Seattle rainy areas. Now you can get a little bit of snow, but it's just always gray. It brings you down. Here we got bright skies. We might have a storm, but it clears up and then it's just beautiful again. Yeah, it might have a chill on the air, but it's it's sunny, it's bright, you feel good. You go out for that ha- that hike out in the forest and just out in the sun, it just feels good. Your plants like that as well. They like the chill and then they like that bright sun. The snow can load up on the branches and what happens is they're, they'll actually continue to root even right now. They're rooting out, sending out t- fine root hairs. The snow loads up and then it just kind of so much weight it plops over. And so the stakes are there simply to keep the tree upright so that we don't lose those new root hairs that are forming. So you could probably take them off after next spring's growth. So uh, most conifers will grow. They push most of their growth in the spring, March, April, somewhere in there, typically. Not all of them, but but typically. And so you'll see this uh, on an Austrian pine. Austrian pines is nice, long-needled, beautiful pine tree. It's related to ponderosa pines, only it holds its foliage right to the ground. It has much more uniformity to it, much more uh, handsome as a, as a landscape shrub uh, because it's so uniform. That plant actually can load up with 100, 200 pounds of snow. If you get a six-inch snow here, it can just all load up on this tree and it just kind of goes, oh, falls right over. Well, you can prop it back up and it won't won't hurt the tree. It's fine. Uh, but why lose all those new root hairs? It's going to continue to root. It's going to continue to bud. It's, it's actually doing stuff even when it's cold out. All your plants are. Why not encourage it to hold on to those new root hairs? And then what happens is that tree, we're talking Austrian pines, actually most of the pine trees, there's some of the fastest growing of the evergreens. And so they'll push 18, 24 inches of new growth. And it all happens all at once in spring. 
So usually March and April, somewhere in there. And then it, it stays or it solidifies, and there's no more growth for it. It, it just stops. You only get one shot, that's done. That's why it's so good to plant those things now before they flush their new growth out. They'll have more roots to them. Uh, then they'll flush that new growth in spring. So you've got a much larger tree next year by planting now. The roots do the same thing. And so those roots will flush out, put on tremendous growth. They'll root a little bit now because the soil's cooler. But when they're flushing their new top growth, the bottom growth does the same thing. So you get this tremendous root structure on this plant before the heat of summer comes, which makes your plants much more robust. Something to watch for your entire landscape, but especially things that are just planted, let's say in the last year. They don't have a really established root structure. Typically, it takes two years for a plant to really get its entire mature roots underneath it. And so they're more dependent on you than ever that first year or two on water and food, but mainly water. Right now, we're in the 20 degrees. I mean, we're chilly, but then it warms back up in the 50s, maybe flirt with 60s. It's, it's pretty nice right now, but we're going to get down into the teens. That's when your plants are at risk, and they're at risk for being dry and cold. I would encourage you to, we haven't seen rain in, in a number in quite a while. No, we had that little skiff of snow, which was no moisture. I would really encourage you, if you have to by hand, water your landscapes, especially the new things in the yard. Give them a deep soak. Maybe I'll spend a little bit of time on that, how to water things in winter. I don't quite have enough time here with just a few seconds left, but the key point here is make sure you water your landscape, especially if you're going to dip down into the teens. So right now we're in that mid-20s, high-20s. As soon as we get into 19, you're 20, 19, 12 degrees, you better make sure those plants are hydrated, and then they can keep that antifreeze going, and they're just as robust as ever. If they're dry, they start to get winter burned or winter killed. Be right back with Lisa Waters Lane with your garden questions after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Okay, maybe after the same white elephant exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition. A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment. Or Waters will plant it for you, guaranteed. As your family tree grows, have a tree grow with your family from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what what are your neighbors talking about? And so that's what she comes. Welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. So what's going on yeah. in your gardens? In mine? <laughs> Besides Not Havelina. The whole, oh, They've hit Havelina. us twice, but eh, they're after the pansies. I think they're yeah. hungry. They're I'm just, sure they're hungry and thirsty, but I'm not going to keep feeding them. <laughs> Please go down to the neighbor's house. Eat their stuff. 
I actually thought about this morning. I'm like, I wonder if I should try a third time. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. The pumpkins are gone. So that's, right. you know, they kind of roam the neighborhoods at Halloween and eating the pumpkins through Thanksgiving. And then those are all gone and decorations are coming up. And yeah, I, I might try it. I might cross my fingers and yeah, we'll see. I'll let you know. The gardens look great, except the pansies are gone and the right. kale. So that's just, they like those two things. Mm-hmm. They didn't really bother the other stuff. They're they fine. left, they, we had this one little color bowl that had a snapdragon in the center of it with uh, pansies and kale around it. Guess what's left? Snapdragons. <laughs> snapdragon. Why is it they don't eat snapdragon? They taste bad. I, I think it's a sap. They must because deer don't eat them. Javelina don't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some garden questions other people are talking about? And No woes. No only, woes. Only happy merriment. Well, these are happy. Oh, good. Well, most of them are <laughs> okay. happy. Okay. We'll start with our first one. It's from Sam. He has an Eto peony that is in a pot. Um, of course, it's kind of died back, and he wants to know how should he treat it this winter? What sure. does he do with it? So pan, all peony, not just Eto's. Eto's. It's just for for listeners. There's English peonies. These are the traditional peonies that your grandparents grew. You know them. They're famous. They're on the front of magazines. Then there's tree peonies. They're pretty robust, big. They just really don't grow here because of our wind and that kind of stuff. But they they took a cutting from a tree peony and grafted onto an English peony. Or the other way around, I'm not sure. But they're a blend of the two, and you come up with Ito peony. It's Japanese came up with this. Japanese Mm -hmm. are just... World famous gardeners, and they've created this new peony that's on steroids. It's now a bush, not a tree, that's three times the size of an English peony, and the flower is three times as large. Just it's more fragrant. It's exotic colors, as you expect from a from mm-hmm. a new plant. Well, it's a perennial, like all peonies are, and so it dies back to the ground and goes subterranean. It rests underground through winter. What do you have to do to it? Nothing. I mean, that's it. You can cut back that the brown the foliage ten. anytime you want. So now, tomorrow, next month, February, March, you get plenty of time mm-hmm. whenever you want. It's probably in a container driving them crazy. <laughs> so just do it now. It's not going to make any difference. Mm-hmm. Two, keep it healthy. Uh, peonies have a very fleshy root to them, which is why they do so well in containers. And so you get better drainage and stuff. But with the better drainage comes, it, it can dry out. So water it probably every one or two weeks. Give it a good deep soak mm-hmm. to keep that fleshy root, the, the, the living structure that's underground, healthy, moist. Don't let it go bone dry for three months straight. Yeah. And then expect it to wake up with vigor and give you great flowers next <laughs> you know, March uh, with no care. So right. that's, that's the only real secret. Any fertilizing to do or just leave it be? So hopefully uh, he's been fertilizing. So we recommended for all perennials to fertilize with the all-purpose plant food back in the fall, you know, October, November. I'm just assuming that they've already done that. If you haven't, yes. The plants are rooting. They're still growing. They're not. They're slow, but they're still doing stuff. They'll gather that food up and give you better, larger, more flowers next spring. So yeah, it's it's really important to fertilize those flowering plants of spring in the winter. You need to make sure they've got enough nutrients to form next spring's flower. That goes for fruit trees, 
I'd say anything, shade trees, but really the blooming things, lilacs, forsythia, uh, rhododendrons, the jasmines, all those things need, 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 need food. And give them the 744 all-purpose. What's your thought on adding bone meal or superphosphate? Worthwhile, not worthwhile? Yeah, so for us, because, you know, we're, we're gardeners. We're being judged by neighbors because they know we have a radio show and a garden center. And, and if we're weaker, than we, we have to be over the top. And so kind of what, this is kind of my insider secret, I'll walk out and I'll, I'll give them all the all-purpose plant food and I'll give them super phosphate. It's zero eighteen zero. It's all phosphorus. Phosphorus is that middle number when in the it's nitrogen phosphorus potash. The middle number forms flowers. So if you want more flowers, bigger flowers, and fruits, more fruits, bigger fruits, give them phosphorus. I only do it really in the winter, very early spring, and then I never really give them phosphorus again. But this one dose, because they're using it, they're gathering it, they're storing it for next spring, makes a big difference. Okay, well, good to know. I think we've covered peonies now. Yeah, <laughs> half a segment on peony, but it's a popular plant. It is, know? it is, and a beautiful one. So Anne-Marie bought some of our beautiful pottery this summer, and yeah. she wants to know, does she need to do anything with it this winter? Some are sitting empty, and some have plants in them. So plants, just care for your plants, because they'll probably come back. If they're, if they're perennials, they'll mm-hmm. come back next year. Remember, perennial and permanent will start with peas. So they just plant once and done. Annuals, they're probably dead. You know, just thin out the pot. Get, get ready for next spring. The good thing is she bought her pottery from us, Waters Garden Center. <laughs> and if I can talk about myself for a minute. Uh, but no. <laughs> Uh, there is different qualities of pots. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got those pretty glazed, uh, decorative, higher-fired pots, they'll winter right over and they will not crack, break, fracture, that kind of stuff. If you've got Mexican clay, terracotta, the Italian clays, these are all very porous and very weak clay. They're not high-fired. They don't have good clay. Those you need to you need to get those stored empty and dry. Put them under a deck in a garage. Get them out of the weather because they will not winter over. They'll break up on you. But the glazed ones, you're just fine. Mm-hmm. If you got plants in them, great. We've got plants. We've been growing in decades in the right. same pot, for oh, yeah. the same plant mm-hmm. for years, and we don't worry about it. Water those mm-hmm. plants to keep them healthy. Yeah. But that's and the watering watering the plants in the pot. If it freezes, is not going to hurt nope. the pot. Not at all. Nope, or the yeah. plant. Right, it's perfectly fine. What about Talavera pottery? Talavera is the uh, Spanish mm-hmm. or the brightly colored decorative pots. Those are not winter hardy. Those are used. If you're growing outdoors, temp- you'd, you'd probably empty them or store them dry or bring them indoors. Mm-hmm. They're really made for indoor decor, you know, decorations on patios, uh, courtyards, decks. They're not really out there exposed because they're just too pretty. They're right. just so pretty. I agree. All right. So Tom, he brought some succulents up from Phoenix when he moved up here this summer. And now they are all black and mushy. He says, can I assume they got frozen? Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom. Yeah, those are dead. There's nothing. There ain't no coming back from that one. Uh, no, that's, that's a, a, an annual succulent or cactus. Succulents are basically cactus without the thorns, without the, the needles. Uh, kind of, sort of. They're real fleshy, <laughs> deserty kind of plants. They scream southwest. Well, there's a, there's a huge family of these. 
and most of them are not winter hardy. There's quite a few that are. We've we've grown quite a number of them in, in our gardens. They're used mm-hmm. as rock gardens, uh, in containers, and they drape over, and they're they're beautiful. Those do not turn black in the winter. That just means they didn't have any antifreeze in them. They turn black and just mushy and, and died. And so there's no coming back. I would say just clean them up, get rid of the eyesore, and just get ready. Come in and talk to us. We'll get you some some mm-hmm. new ones. I'd say number one. Most popular perennial succulent kind of plant mm-hmm. is gopher plant or gopher spurge up here at this yeah. altitude. It's a big silvery green foliage, spiky. looks prehistoric. It's a bright, fragrant yellow flower in spring. Super robust. It's a pollinator for, mm-hmm. for butterflies, bees. It's a and great critters plant. Critters don't like it. And the critters don't like it. But there's, a, there's one of three dozen that we sell here at the Garden Center. Yeah. My favorite one is the Angelina uh, it has that real bright, almost lime green yeah. foliage. And even in the wintertime, it has that real so bright. bright foliage. Yeah. Mix that with the blood good. Um, dragon's blood. Dragon's blood sedum. Very pretty. Yes, you can have sedum, but not from Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. The holidays are here in Arizona's Christmas City, bringing family closer and those chilly winter winds. While you're decorating the outside, don't forget to brighten up the inside with exotic Christmas plants from Waters. Beautiful Christmas cactus and poinsettia are coming to town, grown exclusively by Waters in colors you won't find anywhere else. Unique, vibrant, and guaranteed to warm even the dreariest winter day. Check your list twice for exotic Christmas plants at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. So I've had several questions uh, this week here at the Garden Center. Uh, by the way, we are Waters Garden Center is open. I know COVID's out there, but garden centers are considered essential. The mayor and the, the governor has said so. And then we're open air. I mean, bring a layer or two. It can be chilly, especially in the shade, but we're open air. We're safe. Uh, we're just we're just out there. And it's kind of like hiking in the forest only you can look for a petunia or pansy or new evergreen or something, but we are open. We're closed on Sundays right now because it's winter hours. So Monday through Saturday, nine to five, that's our hours, but we are open. Keep getting people going. Are you open now? What's going on? So this whole wave of COVID stuff is starting up again, like it did last spring. Um, Bring a dog. We love seeing pets. Uh, They deserve to be in the fresh air as much as you do. Uh, We'll give you plenty of space. We all wear masks. It's just uh, common sense stuff. But I got several questions at the garden center this week uh, wanting to know if their tree was dead. And so I had someone actually return a live tree going, this thing's dead. Going, no, it just lost its leaf. <laughs> Take this thing home and put it back in the ground. What are you thinking? Uh, it's not dead. Deciduous plants. There's deciduous and then there's evergreens. 
Deciduous plants are those that lose their leaves. Typically, they're famous for spring blooms, for shade in the summer, and for fall color. Those are deciduous plants. Um, try to say that 10 times fast. But they lose their leaves. They need to rest uh, in the winter so they can gain their energy back up and they come out with this fresh, just flush of fast new growth. And so they need this rest period. It does another thing for deciduous trees. Uh, they grow so fast and they tend to be the faster growing of all the trees, deciduous, aspens. They are a deciduous tree. They grow three, four feet a year. They're amazing. But they also get some disease issues. And so they tend to shed their leaves so that they can reset with fresh, new, clean leaves. And so it's kind of a strategic thing plants do. They need to save up their energy so they have this other, I mean, to grow four feet in a year, that takes a tremendous amount of energy. And then you got to rest for a bit. The trees are kind of like people. You need a day of rest or a season of rest. This is their season. And then they just come out with strong starting... Typically, first part of March, aspen, some of that first leading types of, of, of deciduous plants are starting to grow. Sometimes the end of February, so your, your camellias, rhododendrons, azaleas, now they all start to bloom very, very early. I mean, late winter, very early spring when those things are in bloom. That's why it's so good to put them in before they bloom in spring. Anyway, we won't go into that some more. But anyway, uh, when you are planting those things, make sure that you are watering them. I wanted to cover that as the first segment. I, I touched on it. Let me go deep and, and why and how. Watering your landscape in northern Arizona is a 12-month, 12 months out of the year. There's no time when we don't water landscapes. The amount that you water a plant each time is the same every single time you water. The only thing you're playing with is the frequency. How often should I water the plants? And right now, you're not watering them very often. But when you do, you're watering them as though it's 95 degrees, 100 degrees out in June. That's what you're watering them like. So really deep soak them. Give them a lot. And then don't water them for like two weeks. So you should be watering your landscape, especially the brand new things, the small things, the evergreen things. These are things that are more delicate. So a big hedgerow of red tip photinia. Their, their foliage is exposed. They're still using moisture. They're still perspiring. And so if we go real cold, and real cold in, in plant terms typically is under 20 degrees. If you're in the teens, single digits, you should be wary looking after your plants. And so those ever broadleaf evergreens, cotoneaster, red tifotinia, euonymus, silverberries, there's a whole series of them. We typically make hedgerows out of them. Those should be watered at least twice a month, deep soaked. Your evergreens, all evergreens, conifers, pines, spruce, firs, they are exposed. They've got foliage on them year-round. Yet it's not, we get cold, but we're not like the Midwest where we get this frost line, everything kind of locks or freezes in place. Here, plants are actively actually moving around. They're, they're forming new leaf buds. They're growing, they're growing needles and not needles, but uh, uh, roots out. And so they're using some moisture, but just not a lot of moisture. So again, water those things twice a month. If we get a good deep snow or a lot of rain, you can maybe cut one of those out. Just make sure they don't get dry 
before it gets real cold. So right now the, the edge is off. I'm mentioning it now because we're, we're going to be on the back half of, of December and then January. This is when winter damage or winter burn happens. And it happens because a plant was was got dry. Okay, Ken, well, the, the landscaper turned off my irrigation system. Water by hand. That's how your grandparents did it. They didn't have drip irrigation. Go out there and just take care of things. Pick a nice warm day, wear some gloves, power up the hose, and water your plants. They will love you for that, and they'll be healthier and better, stronger growers next spring because of that. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants an ugly sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick exactly what she was hoping. We all know it's not the same as a huge flower basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters online gift cards are found at top10plants.com or at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding, with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back in the studio with Lisa Waters Lane. This segment is all about her, otherwise... I just talk and fill up the space that's available and look for more. So I thought it was good for a different perspective, different ideas, different gardening uh, style, and Lisa has got style. Plus, we've been married to get together for, what is this, 30, 33, 33, 34, 33. Yeah, 33 yeah. years. Our daughter, oldest daughter, is 32. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> We're we getting old, got dear. married in Prescott, Arizona back in the day, back in 1988. 87? 87. Oops. Try. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, you know, you never do that. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Anyway, um, went off to Maui back in the day in the 80s. That was kind of the island of the new adventure Ooh. island. Now it's all developed. Came back, and a year later, we had a daughter. Yes, we did. <laughs> Very exciting yeah. to have a family with you, my dear. Oh, well, thank you, dear. So uh, I don't know how to get any better than that. I don't know. Let's just end it right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, this is our garden segment. Uh, and I got to tell you, it gets to this time of year, and I kind of run out of ideas. How about you? <laughs> well, you have all those Christmas cactus and poinsettias and amaryllis and bloom. You've got more living trees than ever. I mean, just I stocked know. up. I feel There's like I yak, yacked about those for so long. But yes, we do have some beautiful poinsettias. We have a really nice selection of Christmas cactus. So if you're looking yeah. for one of those or one to give us a gift, we have a really great selection of many different sizes. So you can find one in your price range. Um, yeah, lots of pretty stuff. The amaryllis. So Over some are blooming and some are still growing and oh my goodness they're gorgeous grow by the day you know this would be a good time just an idea with you talking like that the, the gatherings are smaller mm-hmm. the friendships are are by phone or zoom or right. elsewhere we can't gather as much as we like to mm-hmm. and what a great gift to, just to a friend oh, yeah. to, to a family member that maybe mm-hmm. is you haven't got 
haven't seen for a while, or right. just, hey, I was thinking about you over at Waters and got you this Christmas cactus. I mean, they're perfectly budded. Yeah. They're, they're, they're right there where they're cracking, but not quite in bloom. Right. So you get all of the joy enjoyment yeah. out of that. That's exactly where you want them mm-hmm. to be when you're buying a Christmas cat yeah. or poinsettia. Or right. Oh, I brought my parents over a poinsettia last week because they're not getting out as much because yeah. they're concerned. And I thought, you know what? They need something pretty and Christmassy in their house. So yep. Then I noticed you brought home a panel of half dozen of them to our house. I know there's points out there's indoor plants everywhere. <laughs> we have special Christmas baskets we put them in and we got special places yeah. it's way more than just the christmas tree at the lane house it's, it's oh yeah it's all the holiday plants and then some it's pretty though right definitely mm-hmm. so yeah you're <laughs> no you I can't know. i know <laughs> and who wants to zoom a christmas party but yeah. yeah what a wonderful idea if you're visiting someone or you've got somebody in um you know, assisted living home sure. or care home. What a nice gift. You know, I'm going to mention that to my Rotary Club. Ooh. They just, we just got a press release print, printed. It was a feel-good story. They're taking over uh, a nursing home. Oh. And a lot of nursing homes, what happens is their fam- they don't have family. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're the last living whatever. Right. That happens a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. So there's loneliness. Yep. Loneliness is one of the worst feelings you can have and so our club has taken on this entire nursing home and we're we're gonna buy a gift and i I think a a little miniature poinsettia would be really pretty every guest they can nurture it when it finally dies throw it away away. whatever (laughs) give it to a nurse you love you know that's that kind of stuff what a great idea yeah i I like that idea what a good thing rotary's doing i didn't know that that's great Mm -hmm. Well, that was fun, but I'll tell you my boring topic that I okay. originally... <laughs> oh, I can't wait now. <laughs> well, I was thinking, well, we've gotten a lot of wonderful Spartan junipers and Wichita blue junipers yeah. in recently. And so many people new moving in, moving into their homes, you know, yeah. and what a wonderful... They're great screening trees. Yeah. They really, really are. The thing I like about them is they don't, there's not a lot that gets into them. There's not a lot of insects that are going to go, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go eat this tree. Uh, pretty drought hardy, easy to grow. Um, so those are just really fantastic screen trees if you're trying to find one you know that doesn't get huge because a lot of the homes now have smaller, a smaller footprint yeah. on them. Yeah, the the which the uh, Spartans, the one that mm-hmm. we use, we're screening the street. We have this beautiful patio, front mm-hmm. yard. We're just exposed. Cars going by, neighbors waving. This is all. It's great. It's neighborly. It's a great neighbor. Right. Uh, but you kind of want to sip your coffee in your jammies and not talk to anyone sometimes. <laughs> so we put Spartan junipers up. Mm-hmm. They've been in for a few years, and it's green, just super green, yeah. just bright green. And so they've we've took uh, five or seven. How many are there? Seven One, two, out three, there? Zigzagged them, and now they've fully. Mm-hmm. They've it's a full living they're wall. They're pretty mature, and they're up about just above head high, maybe eight feet tall, ten mm-hmm. feet tall, something like that, and about four or five feet wide. Wichita Blue grows exactly the same way, only it's get it, wait for it, it's blue. Uh, it's the same exact juniper, only yeah. blue. So blue or green great screening plant we're surrounded by junipers so they naturalize so well yeah take almost no care in a backyard but they'll obliterate 
any neighbor that's out there, but not right. take away from your vistas, your, mm-hmm. your views. I think they're a lot hardier than the arborvitaes. Oh, a yeah. lot of people want to put arborvitaes in, but the junipers hold up so much yeah. better. Yeah, definitely. definitely. The Arizona cypress is another one. If you need a bigger screen, Arizona cypress uh, certainly fits that bill. It probably gets 20, 25 feet, 30 yeah, 20, 20, 25, really. We'll call it that. With age, just call it 20 by 12. It's pretty much <laughs> realistic in a, in a homeowner's lifetime mm-hmm. with that house. They'll see that. It's yeah. Pretty fast grower. And they can have, they can go anywhere from kind of green, green to kind of a silvery green yeah. to them. So and there again, there's really no insects that tend to go after them. That's so right. they're an easy care one to put into For the, the yard. For folks in really big properties, you see Williamson Valley, those areas, they, those are, Probably Arizona cypress. If you've got room for them to grow, they grow faster. They fill in faster, uh, but they take up real estate. So you don't want right. to put an Arizona cypress in a little backyard, or Ooh. all you'll have left is like Arizona, Arizona cypress. cypress. <laughs> no room for even your swing or patio furniture or anything. So I guess if you don't want to do much landscaping, it's yeah. a perfect well, one. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> we also have some real pretty fat Albert spruce in. Um, I love the Fat Alberts just because of their coloring. They have that real pretty kind of silvery blue color yeah. to them. And they get, I always get this one mixed up. How wide do they get? You know, I always tell folks about 15 by 10, 15 by 8, somewhere in there. So they're very much pyramidal, like a, like a pyramid. Um, but a nice pointed top to them. But it's a Colorado spruce, mm-hmm. just dwarfed. So Colorado spruce is going to get 50 feet. This one's going to stay a third that size. So maybe that's why he looks fatter is because he's shorter? Yeah. You know, I don't know why they come up with that name. I would not call it a fat opportunity. <laughs> you know, nurserymen are not very good at names sometimes. <laughs> They're better at Latin than they are at, you know, sexy uh, garden plant names that people really aspire to be uh, fat. True. I would go uh, chubby spruce or is something. Is that any not better? Fat I, no. I don't <laughs> I'd call it dwarf Colorado <laughs> spruce, what I would call Short, it. Short, fat spruce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go figure. I don't know. You, were, you know that uh, the person that developed Fat Albert Spruce probably, probably tuned in podcasts afterwards. <laughs> you know, hey, you can't say that about my tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. We just, <laughs> we just did. All of Arizona knows about it now. <laughs> anyway, we, we digress. Yeah, we do. <clears throat> So now is really is still a good time to be planting oh, yeah. those evergreens. So no problem putting them in, getting them going. Um, so if they put them in now, they'd be watering twice a month, would you say? Yeah, that's about just right. Yep, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Water them real good when you put them in. And then just as you get a nice sunny day, take a hose out and water them. Give them five gallons of water or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them a good deep soak. Right. And we do have other other trees that really would make nice greens as well. We've got some pinions. Um, some, we do have some arborvitaes. <laughs> <laughs> For all the Midwest folks, they want arborvita. We got them. Right. Anyway, great, great advice, Lisa. It's always fun hanging out on the airways with you. Yep. Or in a car or in a plane, eventually. A train. Yeah. Anyway, Ken and Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be right back. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Okay, maybe after the same white elephant exchange, it's time to start a new holiday tradition. 
A living Christmas tree from Waters Garden Center can be decorated and enjoyed for a lifetime, not just a season. When the holiday festivities end, gather family and friends and plant your tree together for years of enjoyment. Or Waters will plant it for you, guaranteed. As your family tree grows, have a tree grow with your family from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. So living Christmas trees, what are they? And why are they called living Christmas trees? So as a kid, we always grew up with a cut tree. This is a dead thing. It's grown out in fields, and they're chainsawed down. They bring them out. You put them on a plant stand, on a, some sort of Christmas tree stand. You bring them in, enjoy them for three weeks. You watch all the needles drop off, and then they die. They go into the compost bin. They're, they're chewed up. They're chipped up. They're just whatever they do, the trash company does with those afterwards. That's a cut Christmas tree. A living tree has its roots. And so this is actually a living, breathing landscape plant that you can bring indoors and then use it, decorate it, and then go outside and plant it after the holidays. There are some caveats to that. So if you're going, if you're thinking of a living Christmas tree, which is, a, I encourage it. It's a great way to go. Uh, it, it actually works. We've got families that this is their tradition. Every year they go and plant a new tree, and they just remember. They watch them grow, and they remember. It's just fun to help families, couples do that. Uh, some caveats with that. A, a outdoor plant, it's cold right now. We don't bring them indoors. We don't protect them. We expect our living Christmas trees to be cold, stay cold, and then wake up when all the other spruce pine firs, when, when everything else wakes up, wake up then. When you bring them indoors, they start to think, oh, it's spring. Maybe I should grow now. And so the sap starts flowing back and forth. It starts to really become active. And so the plant starts to wake up. You want It's okay to wake up a little bit, but you want to force it to get used to the cold again. And so if this thing starts to wake up too soon and stays in the house too long, it can do some damage, especially when you move it back outdoors and plant it. So really we say for, for bigger living trees, don't keep it in the house for more than seven days, 10 days at most. For smaller, like tabletop, like we've got cute little spruce trees, cute little pines, Alberta spruce. They're just cute. They, they want to be on the tables. They want to be at the entrance in those pots. They want to be... They want to be, they're just cute and small. Those, the smaller ones are less exposed. They have less foliage. They wake up slower. They're less damaged. And so those can stay in the house for maybe a couple weeks. No more. Or they wake up too fast. The sap starts flowing up and down the, the, the trunk of that tree. And, and when you take it back outdoors, it gets damaged. When you use them, decorate them. I tell folks, decorate them. Put them by your front door. Put them on a back deck. Keep them outdoors. Decorate them. And then bring them in for the, when the celebrations actually begin. Bring them in. Whatever you do, don't put them by the fireplace. That's not good. And so they dry out even faster. They just they have to work harder. Keep them away from heat registers and heat sources. Some of this is kind of common sense, but I gotta gotta tell you that and we've got a handout that tells you how to do all this. But these are the highlights. Some plants people are buying right now for living Christmas trees. Number one seller are the spruce. 
spruce because they look like Christmas trees. They just have they we have Spruce Mountain right here in Prescott. Uh, spruce actually grow native on the ridgelines here. They grow. They love the mountains growing out. They just naturalize so well, and they look good. They've got this silvery blue color to them. They're just so easy to decorate because they're they got this layering to them. The second most popular tree, it might even be the most popular, I don't know, we sell a lot of both, are the pine trees, mainly Austrian pine. You can also find scotch pine, ponderosa pine, pinion pines, sold a few of those, they're just big, they're so big they're hard to get in the house. That's one, have us plant it and deliver it for you. It's, we've got crews and equipment and stuff to make this thing weighs like 300 pounds. Have us move it inside. Have us go bring it outdoors and plant it for you. Uh, just it's hard to maneuver unless you got some beefy boys that are still at home. Then you can have them do it. We'll tell you how to do that. We'll show you how to plant it. Uh, we've got our instructions on that. But some of them are just, they get so heavy because the roots are still on them. And so that's one thing to watch. When you're bringing them back outdoors, spruce, pine, whatever, junipers, I just sold an apple tree to someone as a living Christmas tree. They're going, we we don't need a pine tree. We want fruit, and we want an apple tree. We're going to decorate this. This is our Christmas tree. We're going, good for you, a non-traditionalist, right on. There you go. Uh, so they're good. that's their that's their thing, and so you, it, there's no rules with it. It's whatever your creativity is. When you bring those plants back out from in the living room or wherever you decorate, make sure you get get them used to that cold again. Don't take it right outside and plant it in the ground. You want there's this transition period when you allow it to get cold again. Allow that sap that started to flow to slow back down to go back into stasis, basically. So you, we tell folks, put it in, in an unheated garage, put it under a, a deck or patio, put it on the south side of your house, let it go where it's, it's cold, but it's sort of insulated. So then, then we let it stay there for, I don't know, three, four, five days, whenever you're, till the next weekend when you're ready to plant and then go put it right out in the yard, water, deep soak it, really give it a good deep soak. And then you're going to do that again about every two weeks and the plant will just activate and just come alive with new growth next, usually March or April. It just depends on when the season kind of hits. When you're planting, December planting, when you're, if you're going to plant any tree, but especially living trees in the month of December, winter, January, first of February, any of this, this season right now, make sure you're digging the hole the same depth as the root ball. Uh, Don't go real deep. Dig it three times as wide. So the roots here in Arizona, there's nothing down there for them to go after. So the roots all grow sideways. You'll see this great big native and all of the roots, this thing's, you know, 30 feet tall, 40 feet tall. They, they, they fell over or something. And you look at the roots, the roots only go down maybe three feet, two, three feet. That's it. That's how your plants are going to grow as well. The nutrients in the water are just under the surface and they know this. So they're going to be running up and down the... The, just underneath all that fabric and rock and uh, looking for food and water. If you know that's how they're going to grow, dig the hole that way. So add the hole should be the same depth as the bucket, but three times as wide. and It'll be round shaped. You're going to throw away all the gunk. There's, there's chunks of stuff, rocks, anything bigger than a golf ball, old roots, uh, boulders. Some of you will hit boulders. Get that junk out of there. 
and then filter it or screen it. Some of you are going to have nice rich soil. Some of you are going to have no soil left. You have to add some more organics in there. You do need to add some organic material back into that soil. So your your landscaper or your builder scraped off that thin layer of topsoil when they were building your house. And so literally, some of your soils are dead. There's not one living thing. You won't find a, a worm. There's nothing viable or, or good about your soil. You'll have to reintroduce the, the organics back in there. That's what attracts the worms, that creates the mycorrhizal colonies. That's what encourages the roots to grow out into the surrounding soil. So usually you're going to have about 25-30% mulch to your native soil you pull out of that hole, blended together. So you can cheat it up to about 50-50 if you have a lot of rocks or you just need more soil. Once you go over 50-50 with mulch, it gets too gooey. It's too much. Then we've got topsoils. There's some other things we can add as filler to fill that void in the, in the ground more. But usually about 50-50 at most, 25 to 50% blended, backfilled around that root ball. So you're going to pull out of the, out of the uh, oh, here's another thing. A lot of your living Christmas trees, they're field grown. They dig them up usually with a machine, and then they wrap them in burlap. They call it a ball and burlapped tree. We put them in black buckets, that just as sleeves, just to transport them, show them off at the garden center. But really, that's, you're planting that, that burlapped ball. Plant the whole thing. Don't take that off. Plant it right in the ground with the burlap and everything. Backfill, pack it in, put your stakes. You're going to put some fertilizer on it. You're going to water it in really well with root and grow, a transplant shock. It kind of stimulates more roots. Then at the very, very end, if it's a ball and burlapped tree, at the very end, simply cut that, that twine at the top around the trunk, cut that and lay that burlap back. And leave the roots go right to the burlap like it was nothing. That's the secret to great winter planting of trees. Great time to plant trees large shrubs. It's cool. There's just no risk of transplant shock. As long as you're watering a couple times a, a month, there's no risk. I mean, you, you got this. It's just the plants need uh, a little bit more care with the, that water. Winter, if it gets cold, they just want to be hydrated. They don't want to be dry when it's cold. Kind of counterintuitive to what, what it is for you and I, but plants love that. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. The holidays are here in Arizona's Christmas City, bringing family closer and those chilly winter winds. While you're decorating the outside, don't forget to brighten up the inside with exotic Christmas plants from Waters. Beautiful Christmas cactus and poinsettia are coming to town. Grown exclusively by waters and colors you won't find anywhere else. Unique, vibrant, and guaranteed to warm even the dreariest winter day. Check your list twice for exotic Christmas plants at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. This is kind of exciting. So the year's almost done. As a small business owner, uh, 
it's been a hard year as any as any of us let's face it not just business owners but if you've got responsibility for you know 50 employees and vendors and helping keeping everything safe and customers and reassurance this is this was the year for community leadership political leadership small business leadership you had to actually help folks get through this learn their way through all this all the changes that happened and it was hard it was it was fun. It was energetic. It was not, but there were no rules. There was no guidebook. They don't teach you this in college. I've got. Uh, I've been in business for this is fifty nine years for Waters Garden Center. I've been in business for over half of that, uh, running the family business, and and I've never seen. Any, they don't they don't tell you how to get through this. So I'm glad it's sort of over. I know we got this little spurt going to happen through the holidays. We all knew it was going to happen. We all knew it was coming. And so we'll take a little break and try to, but I can't wait till it's warm enough. We can be back out in the gardens in shorts and a nice, good, good new gloves, good new garden hat. And just, and maybe that's something you should think about for those gardeners in your, in your family. Uh, They started gardening this year and their tools they were using, they weren't so good. You might consider some new hand tools, a new shovel with a nice fiberglass handle, new garden hat. Some real gloves. I mean, like goat skin, something you can get wet that don't turn into bricks when you're when you're gardening. So, I mean, not those cheesy cotton ones that they're almost disposable. Get them some real good garden tools, something that'll make gardening better. Pruning. We're into pruning now. Some of you should not be pruning with the tools you have in the garage in that garden shed. You need it. You need a good tool. Something that stays keeps stay sharp. And, you know, after the new year, it's time to really get into pruning. So your timing would be perfect for that. Just some ideas. Um, and and I hinted to Lisa, I want a new belt. So I got this beautiful new belt. Mine are kind of worn out. The holes, mine are just worn out. You know what a worn out belt looks like. It's time for a new one, I think. I'm going to eventually get out and go see people, go out to, to dinner and see a play or watch a symphony or just do go to the movies. I'm gonna. We're. I can't wait till we get to do that again, and we will get to do that again next year. And so we're planning. We're planning big for next spring. We think this whole the way we're living right now will be through spring. So we're we're gonna plan the seasons right now. We have huge remodels going on at the garden center to help flow, especially at the registers. People got too close, spreading things out, control the flow, watch the parking lot. We're just we're. Com- we're doing things now to make it easier for March when the season hits. I mean, it's full on. I mean, by the end of February, it's full on spring. Everyone's out gardening. The seeds are just wiped out. The new seed uh, plant starts are just going. People are putting that fl- those flowers in. We just put up our new garden class schedule for 2021. This is kind of exciting. Felt good about it. So I've got the classes ready for spring. We're going to start with houseplants. You know, that Christmas tree, January 16th at nine o'clock, that's Saturdays. We're going to start with Saturdays at 9.30, a happy, healthy houseplants with professional style. I think Lisa will probably teach that one. Uh, the 23rd, the, the one after that, it's top landscape Local landscapes with flair. It's a design class. How do you put good designs in your in your landscape? And then January thirtieth, the last Saturday. Why January is the month to plant wildflowers, and, and we just continue there, there thereafter. So look for that to be uploaded to our website shortly. 
I just got the the list done going, God, it just feels good to look at 21 and think about gardening and just getting getting over this hump and having a, a life again. I can't wait. Throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We're wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas. To my Jewish friends, have a good Hanukkah this week. Look, if your wife, mom, or dad wants an ugly sweater for Christmas, get them a sweater, not some piece of plastic. But if someone you truly care about loves their garden, a gift card to Waters makes perfect sense. Next spring, she can pick exactly what she was hoping. We all know it's not the same as a huge flower basket or fragrant rose, but hey, it's winter. Gardeners understand. Waters online gift cards are found at top10plants.com or at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.